There's a rising sense of uncertainty and turmoil in the world and in our lives. Loss and disappointment seem endless, whether because of an unexpected diagnosis, a desperate search for a job, or our concern for the future of those we love. During heart-crushing, why is this happening moments, we can feel abandoned. Has God given up on us? Is he no longer responding? Or has he just left? Let's talk about it in our brand new series called The Always God. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Venture podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Venture Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And as always, so thankful that you have joined us today, that you downloaded this podcast today and are listening uh, where you are at at this moment. Uh, whether that's sitting in a chair at home, or you're driving in your car, or you're working and listening to this on some headphones or whatever, we appreciate you uh, joining us, and we believe God has placed you where you are at this moment in time for a reason and a purpose. Hey, uh, first of all, uh, thank you so much uh, for just uh, just being who you are, and uh, I just want to say you know thank you for those that. Um, Said they missed us the last couple of weeks. I appreciate that. Uh, we just took a little bit of a break. Uh, just need to step away for a little bit. All is good. Uh, I took a little bit of time away from the pulpit um, this last couple of Sundays as well. Uh, to let some other folks uh, speak. And just, uh, I was there and I uh, got to listen to them. So it was really cool. Uh, just needed a little, little break. You guys know how that works. And so uh, we have... Um, started this new series called the always God. And, uh, and so we'll kick up our, obviously our podcast starting with, uh, the series. And so we're looking forward to be able to talk to you today and, and, uh, sharing what's, what's on our hearts, um, through venture church and, uh, what God is speaking to us. Uh, maybe it'll help you guys as well too. So let's just dive in. What do you think? So we are beginning a, a new five week series as I called, as I said, what's called the always God. And the goal of this series is to show that just as God moved in the past, he is moving in the present as well. And before I jump into there, I just, I just, I need to mention that I might sound a little weird today. For some reason, I've got a little bit of a, like some sinus stuff going on. I feel good. Just, just kind of stuffy. I think it's that time of year. And so I apologize for the, the voice. If it kind of feels like it's going out or sounds like it's you know, squeaking, you know, so all of a sudden I sound like a 14-year-old boy or something or whatever, you know, uh, I apologize for that ahead of time. But so um, we believe, I believe that God, just as God moved in the past, he's moving in the present as well. For example, we see him pursuing people in the Bible and he's still pursuing people today. He was restoring people in the Bible and what we'll see in this series as, as how he is still in the restoring, restoring business today. Uh, he provided for people in the past, and he's still providing for his people today. Uh, God has not changed over time, and the one who revealed himself as the great I am, the eternal, self-existent, infinite, all-powerful, all-knowing God, 
right, is it, still there. And so what this series is going to attempt to put forth is that the I am still is I am. And so on today's episode, uh, I want us to learn about how God is still speaking. Okay, I believe God is still speaking. Now, we know from Scripture how God spoke the very world we have into existence, right? In a simple reading of Genesis chapter 1, we discover the phrase, and God said, was spoken ten times, and whatever he spoke either came into being or was obeyed and fulfilled. We read the Old Testament and see God speaking to his people, Israel, by continually speaking to and through different prophets, priests, and kings he raised up. Today we'll look at one of those prophets, Moses, and learn how God spoke to him. In the New Testament, God spoke through his son. The the first couple of verses in the book of Hebrews puts it like this. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. Hebrews 1, 1 through 2. We read about God speaking throughout the passages of Scripture, and the purpose of today's message, uh, today's podcast, is to acknowledge He is still speaking today. And so I want to begin our time by asking the question, do you believe this? Do you believe God can, will, and does speak? And if God is still speaking, how can we know it's really Him? What does His voice sound like? Is His speaking audible, intelligible? Uh, These are incredibly important questions for all of us, right? So let me kind of bring it in and ask this in a more personal way. Is God speaking to you? When was the last time he did? And how confident were you it was him? You know, when a situation arises, when a decision is before you, when a choice must be made, when wisdom is needed, how do you know how to discern his voice? Do you believe God is still speaking today? Well, let's, let's dive in. Uh, let's read Exodus chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through 6 is where we're going to be listening and talking about Moses. So Exodus 3, 1 through 6. Here's what it says. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. And so Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush. And he said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. And then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, And the God of Jacob. And at this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Henry Blackaby and Claude King uh, wrote a best selling book called Experiencing God. And if you've never read that book, I encourage you to do so. I am personally not a huge book uh, reader, I don't like to read a lot of books uh, besides scripture and some commentary and things like that and some others. Uh, But I enjoyed that book, it was was very good. and so what they did, this uh, Henry Blackaby and Claude King uh, took this passage right here in Exodus 3, and they write of four distinguishing marks of God speaking. And I want to share them with you. The first one is when God spoke, it was usually unique to the individual. For example, burning bush right to Moses was different from Abraham, Elijah, and Samuel. 
When God spoke, the person was sure God was speaking. Okay, He introduced himself, and, and, and here Moses hid from himself, right? Or hid himself, sorry. Right? When God spoke, the person knew what God said is the third one. They may have doubted that they were up for the job, but they didn't doubt that the, what the job was, right? They, they knew what it was. And we can see that in verse 13 if you were to read forward. When God spoke, this was the encounter with God. There was no looking behind another door. This was the experience, you know, God was speaking. Now, the immediate kickback is going to be, but, but Pastor Dan, Moses was different, right? That was, that was to a specific people in the Bible. He doesn't speak like that to me. And he definitely doesn't speak like that to people I know living in the here and now, right? We just, we just don't see it. And, and, and listen, I get it. I, I wish it could be said of me, and I bet you wish it could be said of you, as it was said of Moses in Exodus thirty-three, eleven. He says, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. That would be awesome, right? But at the same time, terrifying. For God to show up in my study tomorrow and speak to me face to face would be awesome and terrifying at the same time, right? Uh, and, and we know most likely he's not going to do that, right? We just know. We don't, we don't see it. Otherwise, we'd be seeing it all the time, but we don't see that. So you're right to say that was unique to Moses and a few others in scriptures. Not to say that God couldn't do it, but it, it, it's, it's unique, right? We, it doesn't happen, uh, especially uh, right now. It doesn't happen. So I wish God spoke face-to-face, and that would be some kind of experience, right? But just because he doesn't speak face-to-face doesn't mean he does not speak. God is still speaking today. And you can be sure he is speaking. You can be certain of what he is saying, right? And, and you can have an encounter and experience the living God. And so let's talk about how uh, this can happen, and, and, and this is crucial. Uh, as Blackaby and King state in their book, In Experiencing God Again, if you have trouble hearing God speak, you are in trouble at the very heart of your Christian experience. In other words, if you are having trouble hearing God speak, then you might want to check your Christian faith, <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, Jesus put it like this in John 10, 27. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. The I am is still speaking. But, but how can we be certain? Well, let's kind of go from how God generally speaks to everyone and, and compare it to with how he specifically speaks to those who follow him. So the first question we have to ask is, well, how does God speak to everyone, right? Well, one of the ways is, and, and, if, and if you want to write these down, you can. That would be great. Otherwise, um, just, just listen along. Um, how does God speak to everyone? Well, one of them is his creation. God speaks to us through his creation. Sometimes people think, I sure wish God would write it in the skies that he exists. And, and he does every single day. Listen to Psalm 19, 1 through 2. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. And we know this to be true, because no one has stood before the vastness of a mountain range and looked up to a starry sky, or stood on the shore of the ocean watching the sunrise and thought, well, how great am I, right? In that moment, we know there is something greater, something more, and we are put in our place because who is it that is speaking to us? It's God. God speaks to us through his creation. In creation, he shows us what, his, what he values in diversity, 
order, consistency, and beauty. And by placing our finger on our, our, our beating pulse and, and our lungs taking an oxygen, neither of which we can control or command, we know that we are not, uh, not the ruler of our own domain, right? There is a creator, and he is speaking to us, trying to get our attention through his creation. Another way God speaks to everyone is this, our conscience. All of us have a conscience. Paul wrote in Romans 2, 14 through 15, For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves. Even though they do not have the law, they show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. Now, the conscience can't be trusted fully because of sin and other things that we'll discuss in a moment. Our consciences can be deceived and are limited to a degree. And I mention this to say, be careful about the old adage of just following your gut or or doing what feels right. Because I would bet, if you think about it, the last, maybe not the last time, but there's been times where you said, well, I'll just follow my gut and this doesn't feel right and you're still wrong, right? Now, there's, there's also times that you're probably right, but that's the point, right? The Bible tells us our own hearts can deceive us in Jeremiah 17, 9. In fact, the Bible says we can go so far as to searing our consciences by giving ourselves over to sin and the demonic. So we have to be wise and exercise discernment when it comes to listening to and obeying our conscience. There is no doubt, though, your conscience will bear witness that in fact you know the difference between right and wrong. You know uh, you desire for justice to take place and wrongs to be right. And you know you have desires that this world cannot fill. And you know these things not just because you were taught them as a child, but because someone wrote them on your heart. It's God speaking. Another way God speaks to everyone is through circumstances. God speaks to us through our own circumstances as well as the circumstances of others. Now, again, it takes some spiritual discernment. Just like with our consciences, we have to be careful in how we interpret it. But there's no question God speaks to us through our circumstances and the circumstances of others. How do I know? One of the ways God works is through opportunities. For instance, uh, we are in Nebraska. A lot of our folks are from Nebraska and Iowa because we live right on the border of Iowa as well. We have these things called tornadoes. (laughs) You probably live in an area that has them as well or at least seen them on the news. And when a tornado does its damage, is God speaking in that? Well, yes, in a number of ways. First, he shows us the brevity of life. Not everyone makes it through right? People die in it. He shares with, uh, shares with us that we are not in control. As much as we want to be safe and hide from the storm, the storm can still get us, right? It's, it's, it's powerful. It's big. We don't control it. And when people come to help after the storm rolls through, he's showing those that who have lost valuables and loved ones that they are not forgotten. Many times, God uses circumstances and crisis to get our attention to listen to him. Now, in creation, conscience 
and in circumstances. These are what we would call general revelations. God speaks in this way to every person that walks the earth. Everybody. So we need to now take a, a turn and, and look and see how does God speak to his followers? You know, we as Christians. Well, one of the ways he speaks to his followers is in Christ, through Christ. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God, or was with God, and the word was God. Verse 14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the final and full revelation of God. And I want you to see this in, in that God is not playing some, you know, cosmic Marco Polo game with us, right? Like he's not standing out in outer space going, Marco, and we have to yell Polo to find him, right? It, it doesn't work, right? He, he's speaking and he's saying, I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. So how can we recognize the voice of God? If he's standing right there, how do we recognize the voice of God? Well, we have to get to know the voice of Jesus. He told his disciples in John 14, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And so if you hear from Jesus, you are hearing from God. Bottom line is this. If you want to hear God speak, I will share with you, read the red. What I mean by that is the words in red in those red letter edition Bibles. Some of you are like, does that even exist? Yes, it does. You'd be surprised what you can learn, right? If they've been around for years and years and years and years, okay? The red letters in there, that's where Jesus is speaking. God is speaking, okay? When Jesus speaks, God speaks. Which leads us to another way God speaks to his followers, okay? It's through scripture, right? A simple way I could say this is that God speaks through the Bible. Not just through Jesus, but the whole, uh, the whole Bible, the scriptures. God speaking to us is set and established in this Bible we hold in our hands or we use on our tablets or electronic devices, right? It is closed, by the way, meaning nothing will be added to it, and it is authoritative in nature. Where the Bible speaks, God speaks. A couple of passages I love to quote from concerning the Word of God, Matthew twenty four thirty five: Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. 2 Timothy 3.16-17, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. God is still speaking today, and he speaks through his word. This is why when we gather, we teach the word, right? We need to hear from God. This is also why your time alone with, with God is so important. When you open up your Bible and spend time alone with the Lord, he will speak to you through his word by his Holy Spirit. And this brings me to the next way God communicates and speaks to us. Okay, it's through the counsel of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's role is to glorify Jesus by taking what he has said and enable us to understand and obey it. This is why he is called the spirit of truth in the Bible. He is called our counselor, the wonderful counselor, right? John 16, 13 and 14 says, When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are, are to come. And he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So, 
What this means is if you ever sense God prompting you toward an action to do something or to say, say something to someone, just know the Holy Spirit and the Holy Word will act in accord and they will line up. You will know you're speaking the right things. Okay. My last example of how God is still speaking to us today as followers is through his church. Certainly this means through the teaching and preaching of God's word, which is what we do on Sunday mornings, and I'm basically doing it right now. Okay, God has established preaching as a means of how he communicates his truth today. Scripture tells us this, Romans 10, 14 through 15 and verse 17. It says, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And so in the wisdom of God, it is the church that proclaims the word of God. And in the proclamation of his word, we can declare that he is speaking. God is speaking when his word is being declared honestly and with clarity. Okay? The church also means gathered saints. So he speaks through fellow believers. This is why there is wisdom in an abundance of counselors. And this is why there is wisdom in not skipping out on church. Okay? And, and I'm not just saying this because I want to guilt you into coming and going to church every single week. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. No, no. <laughs> anyway, I somewhat am, but I'm, I'm not. Because I say this because God speaks through his church, right? I just said that. And, and here's where I struggle. Why, why someone would not make a habit of showing up to a place where God speaks? I'll never know, right? If we say who we are and we want to listen to God speak, then why are we not showing up where he speaks every every week, right? And I'm not telling you I'm God. Trust me. Nowhere close, right? Uh, my my goal is as as called by as a pastor is to 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 share and preach God's word as honestly and and, and truthfully and cl- with the most clarity as possible possibly I can. That's my goal, right? That's what I'm supposed to do. Okay? And, and so um, I think avenues like podcasts don't replace it, right? I think you need to go where you're surrounded by others uh, as church members and, and, and fellow believers and, and be around where God speaks, okay? In the word, together, filled with the spirit of God, okay? And, and I believe we can discern rightly the voice of God, and, and this will help in, in those gray matters of life, right? Because there are some things God clearly speaks to, right? It's laid out for us in his word in black and white and red, right? Like things like sexual immorality. You know, he talks about it. Avoid it. Run from it. Flee from it, right? Giving. He talks about giving. Living open-handed. Being generous. Not just with our finances, but with our time, right? We have to love justice. He says to love justice. In fact, we have a just God. And thank, we, thank you, we have a just God. For we have Jesus Christ, because he is just, right? The Ten Commandments. They are commandments by all means, right? They tell us what we're supposed to do and not to do, right? We, we don't have to wonder whether or not we should share the gospel, whether or not we should be living on mission. All through Scripture, it tells us what we're supposed to be doing, 
And those are just some, some things God speaks very clearly to through Scripture, right? But what about those gray areas of life? Like, should I make this move to this new location? Is it the right time for a career transition? Do we move forward with this adoption? Do I take the next step in this relationship? You know, after church today, do I go to Village Inn or Applebee's, right, for lunch? <laughs> Whatever those gray areas are, right? This is where God will use his Holy Spirit and his church to really help clarify if and how he is speaking. He'll use his people, and in the process, will usually grant his peace as the decision is being made. You'll know because you'll just feel this peace, right? I'm telling you, no doubt about it, God is still in the speaking business. And we can know what God is speaking, that it truly is God speaking, and in this have a true, legitimate encounter with him. There is nothing like hearing from the, the, the voice of God. It may not be face-to-face, but it's just as strong. There's nothing like it. And here's the problem, though. Here's why many of us are not hearing God speak. Sin. Sin prevents us from hearing the voice of God. There are some of you that have downloaded this episode today and are listening to my voice, but you don't hear the voice of God through his word. And it's not making sense to you because you are what the Bible calls a natural person. In other words, you have not trusted in Christ. And I'm not talking about right now, well, I am talking about you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's one thing. But I also think there's people that said they did, but they really didn't. Because they just used the words, but they live their life as they always have. That means you didn't change. You didn't, you weren't transformed. You were not you know, you, you do not fully trust in Christ with your life, to, to let him be Lord of your life, right? In, in other words, spiritually, the enemy has blindfolded you, okay? Second Corinthians 4.4, 4, in their case, the God of this world, okay, which is the people, we're not, it's not capitalized G, okay? In, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. See, we're blindfolded to see what is going on. Sin will keep us from hearing the voice of God every single time. Another reason we don't hear God speaking is stubbornness, right? Uh, How many of you are stubborn? And if you didn't answer, you're stubborn, you're stubborn, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Hebrews 3, 7 through 8, verse 13 says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may have be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. How you have to look at this? Imagine callous skin, right? Those those, those old folks that work really hard with their hands stuff, you get callous skin, right? Some of you might have it. But this is what our heart looks like when we say no to God. Our hearts get hard. And it's not that, that God isn't speaking. It's that we haven't obeyed what he has spoken. Some of us are not hearing God speak because of our stubbornness and pride, and, and we're wondering, why isn't God speaking? My challenge to you is to go back to the last time you heard him. Do, did you do what he said to do? Did you go to the person and seek their forgiveness or actively forgive them? Did you share Jesus with that person that God promoted you to, right, or, or, or prompted you to speak to? Did, did you give to the ministry or that person in need or, or to the church like God said to? Don't let stubbornness and pride keep you from 
from hearing from the great I am. Allow your heart to be soft by your willingness to live in obedience and surrender to Jesus. A third reason we don't hear God speak is self. We are too busy listening to ourselves. We're too busy wrapped up in ourselves. We're too busy living for ourselves. And as a result, we don't hear God speaking. Our wants are, are drowning uh, his voice out. Our, our dreams for ourselves seems to be louder than his dreams for our life. Sometimes we want to hear from God because of how it will make us look. And, and when self is the driving force behind anything we do, you can bet God is not the voice behind it. When God speaks, self and all aspects of self are crucified. God speaks the language of getting out of our comfort zone. And more often than not, that is a danger to self, to self's reputation. Living for and protecting ourselves will hinder and hamper God speaking to us in an effective way. God had to rid Moses of his self before he revealed himself and spoke to Moses. And the same goes for us. So with all this said, it leads us to one last question. What do we do when God seems silent? See, we're living for Christ and we're seeking him. We're reading his word. And to the best of our knowledge, we are living a repentant lifestyle in obedience to him. But to some of us, he seems silent. What do we do when he is silent? Well, I can tell you from Scripture that good things come to those who wait. And it's our nature as humans not to want to enjoy waiting, right? We, when we need something, we get it right now. You know, we Amazon Prime it. I need it now. I can't wait two weeks. I need it now. I want an app, so we download it, right? I want that song. Man, I remember the days when you had to wait for CDs and cassette tapes and records to come out, you know, for the new ones to come out. Now you just pull it up on your favorite listening device and... There's the song, right? Push of a button. We don't even wait for our dinner when we go out to eat. We order an appetizer so we don't have to wait while we're, while we're waiting on our real food, right? Okay? We hate waiting, but in God's economy, waiting on him produces something in us that nothing else can produce. And this leads us back to Moses. Let's learn from him. He, he waited in a desert wilderness for 40 years before God spoke. You're like, well, thanks a lot for that because that's encouraging, right? 40 years? I might have to wait 40 years. He waited 40 years, and, and what was he doing in those 40 years? Verse 1 of Exodus 3 says, Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, right? He was going about his daily routine, and one day God showed up and spoke. It changed the whole trajectory of his life. He had one encounter with God, and it changed everything. If you are in a period of time where God seems silent, keep doing what you're doing. Keep waking up, reading the Bible. Keep going to church and getting wise counsel. Keep walking in truth. Keep surrendering to what God spoke to your heart the last time you heard from him. Keep doing what you are doing and God will come through. He will speak. And if we listen closely enough, we can hear him saying, I am still speaking. I still am. Amen. That concludes this episode of Venture Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you'll be back next week as we continue in our series called The Always God. We'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast and Venture Ministries, or you'd like to help support us financially, please visit us at VentureChurch.com. 
www.cnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnn